Hey crew, tuning in for podcast number two for 2017 and we're covering only two aspects in this podcast so it should be a little bit shorter than the first one. So in this one we are looking at some anatomical references. Okay, so we're talking about how we might describe different parts of the body or the descriptive words that we might use when we're doing that. So this is a page within lesson two on your OneNote. It's called Descriptions of the Body and there's some terminology there and we're going to work on helping you understand them. So the first one, if you're standing up, then you're looking at the first two. They're paired together. So we've got superior and inferior. Superior means it is higher up on the body. Inferior means it is lower. Okay, so you might sort of be thinking, okay, well, that's kind of an obvious one. That's a given. But if we were talking about the pelvis and I said, hey, you know, let's say someone had done a there'd been a fracture on part of their pelvis. How would I describe that? I might say it's on the superior edge or I might say it's on the inferior edge. And you'll know, oh yeah, superior, that's up on the top edge of the pelvis or inferior, it's down on the lower. At the same token, I can say proximal or distal. Now proximal and distal refer to ends of a bone. Okay, and these words are relative to the midline of the body. Okay, so if you imagine you're standing up and you had a line drawn straight down the middle of your body from the top of your head down to the floor, landing exactly between your feet, and that's the midline. Okay, so the proximal end is closest to the midline. The distal end is at a distance. So if you put your arm out to the side, this is an easy way to remember it, your hand is at the distal end, your shoulder is at the proximal end. You can therefore then say, okay, well, if I've done damage to the proximal end of my radius, then I know that that's near my elbow, or the distal end might be down near my wrist. Medial and lateral are probably terms that are quite commonly used, and you will have heard of, particularly in relation to knee injuries. Again, this is relative to the midline of the body. So if it's on the medial side, that's the inside edge. So if you're standing there, the medial side of your knee is the side facing the middle of your body. The lateral side is the outside. Okay, so if someone has done a medial ligament or a lateral ligament in their knee, then it's either going to be on the inside of their knee or the outside of their knee. And clearly that's important because if you were going in for surgery, you wouldn't want them working on the wrong one. Anterior and posterior, two very common uh, terms. Anterior being the front surface of the body, posterior being the back surface of the body. So they're nice, easy ones for you to remember there. Now we jump into movements. This aspect of the skeletal system is really important and ties in beautifully with the muscular system. Okay, so these are all things that you're going to need to understand. All right, again, it's easy if you are standing up or if you're out and about moving, if you can try and practice these and relate them to things that you are doing. So what are they? How do they work? All right, let's talk about flexion and extension, okay? They're really common ones, and people go, okay, well, which one's flexion, which one's extension? It's important to be able to distinguish between the two. So flexion, we're looking at a movement that decreases the angle of a joint, and extension is the opposite of that, so increasing the angle of a joint. So if you are sitting there and you bend your elbow as if you're doing a bicep curl, you get flexion at the elbow. When you lower that arm back down, you get extension at the elbow. Okay, that can happen elsewhere. It can happen in your wrist. If you have your arm straight forward, palm 
facing the floor. If you move your wrist down, that is flexion. If you move it back up, that is extension. And if you then really pull it back up so your fingertips are pointing towards the sky, that's going to be hyperextension, which means extension but a little bit more of it. Okay, that can happen at the knee. Flexion would be bending your knee backwards. Extension would be swinging your leg forwards as though you were kicking a football. It's a really good way to think about things. If you're kicking a football, if your knee is bent and it's swinging backwards, that's extension as it's, sorry, that's flexion. As it's swinging forwards to kick the ball, that is extending the leg. That's extension. Okay, it's moving the leg right out far. As you can see, I even stumbled when I was saying it there. It's easy to get yourself tripped up when you are answering these questions if you don't just take the time to make sure you have it right. Adduction and abduction. Again, split your body down the middle, down that midline. Abduction, so A-B-D, abduction is taking something away. Okay, so you often would hear about that if something has been abducted, it's been taken away. So abduction, taking away from the body's midline. Do a star jump, bang. Arms and legs have gone out, they've been abducted from the midline. So you've had abduction at the hip and abduction at the shoulder. If you adduct, so adduction, is adding it back on. So that's coming back into the midline of the body. Rotation and uh, circumduction. Okay, so rotation, moving around a central axis. So your head can swivel, your neck is rotating. You can have rotation of the hip, so that would be turning your leg inside and out. So if you think about turning your foot so you can kick a soccer ball with the instep of your foot, what you are actually doing is rotating your leg so that that can happen. If we then think of circumduction, that's drawing a circle. So that's almost like sort of having a fixed point at one end of the limb and drawing a circle with the other. So your arms might do that. Um, your shoulder being the fixed point and your arm swinging around, kind of like you see swimmers warming up doing that sort of a thing. Um, sometimes you see athletes do it with their leg as well. Another one with their hands is supination and pronation. Okay, I often think of this one in terms of soup. If you are supinating, you are trying to hold the soup, your palms are moving upwards. So your hands might be cupping together as, you are, as though you are holding a bowl of soup. If you pronate, then you are pouring the soup, your hands are turning down. Okay? So supination and pronation are just either hands up or hands down. Supination is palms up, pronation, hand, palms down. Plantar flexion and dorsiflexion. So when you point your toes or pull your toes up towards the roof, so if your leg is extended, if you pull your toes up towards the roof, that's flexion. If you pull it, push them down towards the hall, that's also flexion. But it's then, it's then that we have different descriptors for it. So plantar flexion is pointing the foot. They both start with P. Plantar point okay so plantar flexion is pointing the foot dorsiflexion is pulling it back okay so you're kind of making that dorsal fin like you're a, the back of a dolphin or the back of a shark okay so that's pulling it your toes up in the air all right race walkers you would see are very good at dorsiflexion so there are a few different anatomical movement terms What's tricky then is that you might be asked to say, okay, well, here's a photo of an athlete doing a certain movement. Which movements are being performed? The first thing that you need to identify is which joint are we talking about? Because if I said, hey, this guy's running, what movement is he doing? Then his hip versus his knee versus his ankle might all be doing different movements. So the first thing is to really identify which is the joint that is moving and then say, okay, well, what's happening at that joint 
okay? So for instance, if you are in the, the forwards phase of running or your leg is in the forwards and upwards phase of running, so your knee has been lifted up in front of you, okay? So your knee is flexed, you might be pulling your toes upwards as you go forwards, so that's going to be then dorsiflexion. There might be then flexion happening at the hip as well. Okay, and then they might all change as you push through and your legs extended behind you. Those names and those movements are all going to change. So you just have to be wary of which joint and at which point in time those movements are happening. If you've got things that you want clarified, if you want things gone over again or in a different way, please feel free to email me, whether you're in my class or not, that's okay. We can clarify things that have been said. Um, if there are things that you would like addressed at the same time, then send through an email and say, hey, Mr. Hogan, can you put this on your next podcast so that we can find out a little bit more about it? Good work, gang. Tune in next time. See you later.